0: Welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. My name is Pete Scazzaro, and it's great to be with you today. A couple of weeks ago uh, at our Emotionally Healthy Discipleship Summit, where we gathered leaders from 19 different countries uh, to talk about transforming the culture of churches and ministry around a discipleship that deeply changes people, I gave a 20-minute talk on Sabbath and 10 Reasons Sabbath is Core to Discipleship and 10 Reasons Sabbath is Core to Leadership. And it got such a wide response that I was encouraged strongly to put it into a podcast. So so here it is. So a little bit of just, you know, context here is there's four core essentials to uh, following Jesus or or a discipleship that's going to deeply change a person's life so that they can disciple others. Uh, One is slowing down to be with Jesus. Secondly, is going back to go forward. Thirdly, is learning new skills to love like Jesus And then finally, practicing Sabbath rhythms. So it's that last one we're going to talk about here uh, today. And so, again, the the goal is to uh, not do a program. The goal is to live a life that is so transformed by Jesus that we're actually able to give it out to other people. And so we've put it into a course with two parts to it. It's not a plug-and-play course by any means. It it needs training. Uh, But it's got to be lived by those who uh, lead it. And, uh, and actually, our next training, uh, if you're interested, if you've not come to a training on how to lead the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course, our next one is on May 31st from 1 to 4 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, in a three-hour session, I, I model uh, what it looks like to bring this to uh, a ministry or a church, uh, how to launch it as a pilot, and how to take your first steps. And, and so, again, it, it needs training to actually do it because it's got to begin to be lived and taste it, because it's such a radical way to approach uh, discipleship in a church. And so I encourage you to go to our website, EmotionallyHealthy.org, check that out, and join me, if possible, on May 31st. And so here's my opening line, uh, is this, Sabbath, you have to get this into your spiritual life. It's much like prayer and Bible study. You're not saved by prayer, you're not saved by Bible study, we're saved by Jesus, uh, but there are certain core essentials uh, in terms of spiritual practices that we've got to get into our life if we're going to mature and grow in Jesus. Things like prayer and Bible study and worship. Well, one of those core essentials is Sabbath. Uh, it's like the oil light on a car. That is my, my best image for it. If I want to know if you or anybody is living a life that is out of control, the way I get at that is I, I just need to find out if you're Sabbathing because Sabbath is uh, it's just an oil light. It, it, it tells me if you've got too much going on in your life, it is the best indicator I know if a person has actually slowed down their lives sufficiently to uh, you know cooperate with God and, and his rhythms. And so let me just, before I go into the 10 reasons why it's core to uh, leadership, uh, let me just define it very, very briefly, and, and that is as a 24-hour time frame without anxieties or have tos, where I stop, I rest, I delight, and I contemplate. Okay, I stop my work, paid and unpaid. I, I rest uh, in God, who is now running the world. I delight in Him, and then fourthly, I contemplate Him, which means I, I, purposely see the invisible God and the visible world around me and the people around me. So I've talked about that in other podcasts, but for now I want to, I want to dive into the 10 reasons Sabbath is so core uh, for leadership because uh, Sabbath is like a, it's got to have a container around it with certain elements to protect it. And that's a great word uh, I believe to describe what we're trying to do. I learned this actually from a, a person who had visited uh, Israel multiple times and in talking with rabbis about why they had all these rules and regulations that looked like pure legalism uh, to the outsider. And the rabbi said it, it's because the, the these, you know, whether it's not driving uh, or how they function in those days in, in Jerusalem, it's a container to protect something that's so beautiful, so wonderful, so holy, so precious, so of such value that they put a container around it to protect it. So in the same way, uh, A Sabbath is is a 24-hour period where I I, I put a container around it that makes it different than the other six days. But I actually stop my life, uh, my my work life, and I rest and I delight in the Lord Almighty and all of his gifts and I, you know, focus on him. So our our two key texts, as I launch into this, one is from Exodus 20 and the second is from Deuteronomy 5. And it gives the two primary reasons. These are in the Ten Commandments given by Moses. And uh, it says in Exodus 20, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. And so uh, the first text gives the fact that we Sabbath because God's Sabbath, and so we're made in his image, and so part of being made in his image is actually cooperating with him uh, in that. And the second key text is from Deuteronomy chapter 5, where God says observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Uh, remember, you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And so, again, it's in the second commandment, time it's given, it's based on the fact that we're no longer slaves. We're free people. Uh, and therefore, our life is not simply work. Uh, we're actually given uh, this gift of Sabbath by God. And like Jesus says, you are not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for you, Mark two twenty seven. So, okay, 10 reasons why Sabbath is core to your life as a a leader. Number one, Sabbath is something God did, and being made in his image, we too are created to do it as well. Okay, so Sabbath is something God did. In Genesis 1 and 2, we see God creates the world in six days. It's magnificent. Uh, On the uh, the seventh, the climax of that, it's actually a in Hebrew, a poem, it's beautiful, and, and, and it has a kind of a crescendo climax in day seven when God says, this is beautiful. He beams with the light. It's very good. And, uh, and so when Moses talks about it in Exodus 20, he says, we're made in the image of God. And so we were actually created for this rhythm in our lives. We're not going 24-7. We're not out of control. We actually have a rhythm of work, again, paid and unpaid, and Sabbath. It's not work and vacation. It's work and Sabbath. The second reason is this. Sabbath was built into the DNA of the creation. Sabbath was built into the DNA of creation. Uh, I like what British theologian H.H. Farmer once said. He said, if you go against the grain of the universe, you will get splinters. If you go against the grain of the universe, you'll get splinters. God created the universe with rhythms. Think about it with me. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. The stars and you know, move and, and and the and the planets. There's a rhythm to the movement of God. The tides come in, the tides go out. Our breath, we breathe in, we we breathe out. There's just a there's a rhythmic quality to all of creation to us. And and so Sabbath is about a rhythm of life that God invites us to as, again, image bearers of Him. It's it's actually built into the DNA of the creation itself and and so when we go against that grain we get a splinter we start to feel it something's not right within us the third great reason sabbath is because sabbath time is set apart as holy within god's creation of the t- of the seven-day week In other words, sabbath time is set apart as holy within god's creation of a seven-day week and and we see that where god you know to, says creates a sabbath and he calls it holy and and Abraham Heschel, a great um Jewish theologian, wrote a whole book on, on this idea of you know of Sabbath as, as as this time, this seven, this 24-hour period is set apart, is set apart. It's it's holy, it's distinct from the other days. Just think about it with me. I don't know if you ever put much thought into it, but God created the seven-day week, uh, and he created time uh you know for us. And therefore, when we cooperate with god's again uh ownership or God's understanding of time and the rhythms of time, we actually uh are are growing we're maturing in that you know I don't know if you're aware during the Re- French Revolution uh on october twenty third seventeen ninety three just nine days after Marie Antoinette was executed uh in that revolution. The, the new calendar was decreed. It was called the French Republican calendar. And they declared a 10-day week. They wanted to get rid of a seven-day week because they wanted to exert power over the Roman Catholic Church because the Roman Catholic Church controlled time. So they created a new clock. They created a new, a new week. And the primary purpose, they were very clear about it, was to destroy this traditional seven-day week and Sunday as the worship day for Christendom. And actually, the, the chief architect of this, calendar, uh, stated it was to abolish Sunday and to pull the entire social and economic life of France outside the sphere of the traditional Christian weekly rhythm, so as to make it completely irrelevant uh, irrelevant to daily life. Uh, it didn't last. Uh, imagine it was nine days of work and a day of rest. Uh, it was finally abolished by Napoleon uh, a little after, over 12 years after it was legislated. And France returned to our present Gregorian calendar. Uh, scholars have written about this. Uh, some say it was a disaster. Uh, it didn't work. People burned out because, again, it it violated something internally. And so this, this idea of time is just set apart. And, again, now because of the New Testament, you know, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. We're headed for an eternal Sabbath, and we'll see him face to face. And so Paul writes in Romans 14 uh, about the days. Uh is is it one particular day or uh you know of the week and, and, and Paul says basically, you know, everything is holy. And and so he, he you know, it can be any day of the week. I mean for most of you who are listening to me, uh, if you're not a pastor or leader, I mean Saturday night to Sunday night is an ideal time, uh or all day Sunday is just a Sabbath to the Lord your God because worship is right built is built into it. If you're a pastor like myself, Sunday's a work day, then you need to find another day. And I Jerry and I do Friday night from 6 p.m. to Saturday night 6 p.m. Um, but again, there, there's flexibility in that, and and um, uh, but pick a day and stick with it as a rhythm. But it's it's a, it's a it's a different time this 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 Sabbath 24 hour period than the other six days. That's why again it needs a container. The fourth reason to keep Sabbath. Is that Sabbath helps us embrace our humanity, our vulnerability, our limits, our, our finance, our finiteness. In other words, we take our hands off the wheel and we, we recognize that God's running the universe, not me. Uh, and, and we embrace the fact that we're not God. We're not in control. I mean, we're vulnerable, we're finite, we're we're weak, we have limits. Uh and Sabbath is, is a is a confrontation of us with our own humanity and that you know what when you die the world's going to go on just fine without you or me and it helps me remember every sabbath that i'm human i'm vulnerable i have limits uh i have very little control of life and uh, i'm very finite and i'm not god god is you know i I, have been reading about in my own time alone with god and meditating on the crucifixion of jesus and what's so striking about Jesus hanging on the cross, uh, as I've been pondering it, even this, this morning, that it's real. Jesus shows us what real power is uh, because he rejects earthly power. Uh, that's real power. And he, he he's willing to express power and weakness. But the idea of rejecting power is real power because you don't need it. And Sabbath, I, I relinquish this notion that... Uh, I've got this earthly power to run life or run people. I don't. And some of you listening to me, I know you, you write me emails and and tweet me that you're you're in the marketplace and you're a Christian uh, and you have a certain level of power, which is wonderful. It's, it's, it's a temporary gift that you steward from God. But Sabbath reminds you that you are not in control. Uh, you are not in charge of the world. You steward for a short time your energy, your money, your position, your status, uh, all your relationships, but it's all temporary. And and Sabbath reminds you that, hey, uh, I too am going to die. And I'm not in control. God is. Great, great. That that alone is worth a reason, the Sabbath. The fifth great reason of Sabbath is because Sabbath protects us from doing violence to ourselves. It it may not save your soul, but it does save your life. It doesn't save your soul, but it does save your life. In other words, uh, it protects you. Because you, your body, your emotions, your spirit uh, was not meant to work, work, work like a slave, like they did in Egypt for uh, 400 plus years. Every interaction with someone, every time we go to work, uh, there's a drain of life. There's a stress just walking out the door. Uh, it, it, it erodes our life force. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But just like plants many plants must remain dormant in winter to be replenished so must we and god knows that we're finite and so it protects us from doing violence to ourselves and we you, you i'm sure you know just like i know very well what it's like to be uh exhausted the word we often use is burnt out which means i gave something i didn't possess any longer and sabbath is a protection from god it's a gift to receive uh to save your life actually so that you can serve and work and give and offer your life out of the overflow of a cup that's running over versus a cup that's drained and you feel like people are sucking the life right out of you. The sixth uh, reason to uh, Sabbath or why it's core to leadership is Sabbath reminds us that God's world is good and it offers a preview of the unimaginable world to come. Scriptures begin in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. Uh, and which are all about the goodness of the world that God has made. Uh, more than one uh, Jewish theologian has remarked about why do Christians start their Bible in Genesis chapter 3, which is all about sin, and why do you forget, or why do we forget, to celebrate what is beautiful in the world around us, which is found in Genesis 1 and 2. And that there's a long answer for that. Uh, Which goes back hundreds and hundreds of years to Augustine and Neoplatonism, which I will not go into right now. But Sabbath reminds us that God's world is good. Because on Sabbath, we're invited by him to savor uh, the beauty of life from great food to the wonder of the world around us in nature, uh, from the sun, the moon, the stars, the plants, the flowers, colors, uh, to people made in God's image who are, you know, the people around us, the people we see and that see their faces and eyes and uh, marvel, uh, to see the people we love around us, but that the world is good and that we are headed for an, an unimaginable world to come when we see him face to face, a new heavens and a new earth. Uh, do you understand? Sabbath is actually a taste of eternity that when we will see him face to face. and And Jesus is our Sabbath rest. And every Sabbath, we actually taste that eternity. And uh, again, one of my favorite quotes by Abraham Heschel is, if you don't enjoy eternity now, a taste of eternity in Sabbath, what makes you think you're going to enjoy it when you see him face to face? But it's, a, it's an incredible reminder and taste of, of heaven. Seventhly, Seventh is that Sabbath defeats the powers and principalities that define us by our work. And this is actually given in the Deuteronomy 5 command when, commandment when uh, Moses writes, you know, "Observe the, ca- the Sabbath commandment. Remember, you were slaves in Egypt, and, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there." And he says, "Listen, remember, you're free. You're not a slave any longer. And there, there's a power involved in sabbathing that is beyond us. I mean, when I sabbath, um, and when you sabbath, it's not simply for yourself." It's actually defeating the powers of principalities that define the whole culture and society in which we live in, that you are what you do, or say, No, no, I am loved. My identity is a son and daughter of the living God. And and so I I I I, in a sense, I'm doing warfare. I'm, I'm I'm defeating the powers and principalities that that cripple and oppress people and bent them over, that define people by what they do. And and God says, no, no, you're defined by my love and the gospel for you. You know, I, I, in fact, Sabbath is one of the most subversive and powerful bombs of emotionally healthy discipleship. Uh, and you know, I've I've heard over and over and over again. Uh, from leaders, that perhaps one of the greatest gifts for them that they got out of emotionally healthy discipleship has been Sabbath. That one element, that one practice to bring into their life has changed everything. And I and I believe it's kind of the opening of a door into a variety of, of, of practices and a changed life that slowed down for Jesus, out of which we provide greater leadership. If you've not read uh, the chapter. This is written about an emotionally healthy spirituality, but there's a there's a, an excellent chapter, uh, the most well thought out chapter I've written is in emotionally healthy leader book, uh, and uh, I, chapter five in that in, in that book on practice Sabbath delight, and I encourage it to read that. And I talk a lot about a whole section about defeating powers and principalities through uh, Sabbath. The eighth reasons why eighth reason why Sabbath is core to leadership is that Sabbath offers a lived experience of God's grace and love in the gospel. The I mean, Sabbath teaches us that we don't work uh, to please God. Rather, we rest because God's already pleased with us. In other words, my, my life is God's pleased with me. That's the heart of the gospel. I don't work uh, to get God's pleasure and love uh, Jesus did that work for me. I'm, I'm, I'm before God in, in his record, in his performance, in his righteousness, not my own record, my own performance, and my own righteousness. And so what Sabbath offers us is, is a lived experience of the grace and love of God. And again, so many of us, we, we, we preach the gospel, we talk about the gospel, we tell other people about the gospel, but we're not necessarily living into it ourselves, because we do, on Sabbath, I I don't do anything in a sense of do anything of of a goal being met or checking off my to-do list. I'm, I'm simply receiving a gift from God of resting, of delighting in his world, of enjoying his presence. And I'm living, and I'm, and I'm as loved this day as I, I am the other six days. Uh, and it's a lived experience of God's grace. I, it's just uh Sabbath is a teacher and brings us into fresh revelation, uh, in just so many new ways. Ninthly, a Sabbath breaks our addiction to doing, making, producing, and accomplishing. Sabbath breaks our addiction, uh, to doing, making, producing, and accomplishing. Uh, doing Sabbath is like getting off crack. Uh, it's very, very hard. If your body is wired right now, uh, to work, 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 doing, 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 and again, it may be unpaid work. It could be a mom living at home, uh, but it's a crack. It's it's in your it's in your uh, in your brain, it's in your uh, body, and so to stop doing it, the guilt, the shame, the feelings, I got to do something. It's it's really like an addiction, and again, our our world is so driven by doing and accomplishing. Uh, That's how we measure ourselves, how we see people. First thing we ask people is, hi, what do you do? And uh, because we want to define them, we want to place them on a pecking order of of power and a ladder. And Sabbath just breaks all that because on Sabbath, it's just equal ground, equal footing. We stand before God. We stand before ourselves uh, purely in the grace and love of God and not in what we do. Uh, It is just very powerful. And then finally, number 10. Uh, Tenth reason why Sabbath is core to leadership is that Sabbath is one of the ways we are a sign and wonder that point people to Jesus. Uh, It's one of the ways that we're a sign and wonder that points people to Jesus. Uh, Listen, just the fact that we or you would take a Sabbath for a 24-hour period it, it, it's a sign, which means it points people. Think of lepers are healed, and the blind see, and the dead are raised. Those are all signs and wonders done by Jesus to give the world and the people around him a glimpse of heaven. When we Sabbath, we give people a taste of heaven. We let them see a taste of heaven, which is we are rest and we're loved. We can stop doing and we're loved. The world is good. God made it. And we point people to the living Jesus. Now, let me just let me just read all 10 again to you and make a few final remarks before we close this podcast. So So 10 reasons why Sabbath is so core to emotionally healthy uh, discipleship and why it's so core to you as a leader. Uh, number one, Sabbath is something God did and being made in His image, you too were created to Sabbath as well. Number two, Sabbath was built into the DNA of creation. Third, Sabbath time is set apart as holy within God's creation of a seven-day week. Fourthly, Sabbath helps us embrace our humanity, our vulnerability, our limits, and our finiteness. Fifthly, Sabbath protects us from doing violence to ourselves, protects you, it it doesn't save your soul, but it may save your life. Sixthly, Sabbath reminds you that God's world is good and offers a preview of an unimaginable world that is coming. Seventhly, Sabbath defeats the powers and principalities in your life that define you by what you do. Eighthly, Sabbath offers a lived experience for you of the grace and love of God in the gospel. Ninth, Sabbath breaks any addiction in you to doing, making, producing, and accomplishing. And finally, number 10, Sabbath is one way that you walk in the world as a sign and wonder that points people to Jesus. Now, Israel did not get Sabbath in one day. When Moses gave the commandment initially at Mount Sinai, after, you know, after hundreds and hundreds of years in Egypt, living 24-7, their identity was in what they did, uh, they didn't just get it and start doing it and having it in their lives. If you read the scriptures closely and the history of Israel, uh, it took them years to get it. It was a massive shift from slavery to freedom, uh, from law to grace. And so I want to invite you to get on that journey, learn more, take some steps, experiment with it. I didn't get this all at once either. I started experimenting with it in in 1996. I really got it in 2003. Uh, Did a a serious study on it. And uh, from then till now, it's been, I guess, 15 years now. Oh, you find that once you start sabbathing, you can't stop. In the sense, bad, not in a good way. You can't stop, not in an addictive way. But you realize that your body was made for it. You are, you, you'll say, like, pretty much. I, I've heard from everyone in the last fifteen years: How did I ever live without it? Once leaders tap into it, you're like, What was I doing? Uh, now, again, you want to cut this right theologically. This is not a new legalism. Uh, by any means, this is not law. Jesus said it best in Mark 2, 27. Sabbath was not made for you. Uh, I'm sorry. God did not make you for the Sabbath. God made the Sabbath for you. And uh, in all the controversy in the New Testament, what Jesus has with the Pharisees and Sadducees about Sabbath, he doesn't throw it out the window. What he does is he restores it to its essential proper place as a core practice of the Christian life, but it's a gift to receive. Now Jerry and I the last 3 days uh, we had an extended sabbath because you said sabbath yes it's a specific practice but it's also a larger metaphor for life uh it's a starting point to remind us to stop rest delight and contemplate God so so you know you know, we had our sabbath and you know our regular sabbath from Friday to you know Saturday night and this past week but we also we had a very busy couple of weeks a uh, very full uh, weeks with a conference, we gave a lot out. We were at a church in in Virginia, and, and so uh, we recognized we re, we really needed an extended Sabbath. So we took uh, the last three days uh, to Sabbath to the Lord our God. We were in Washington. We had a wonderful time, uh, and you know I'm, I'm here today feeling extremely refreshed. Uh, and it's a great metaphor for life and. And uh, so and I, I, again, we treat our vacations like like Sabbath. Even my my morning, my morning, midday, evening prayer, I, I see as many Sabbaths as well. So it's a great metaphor of, of my life is one of work and, and Sabbath. So yes, it's a spe- specific practice, but it's also something larger. It's a metaphor for life. And let me invite you to, to go to our website, www.emotionallyhealthy.org. We've got some really great resources there on Sabbath. Uh, I've got a book I recommend to everyone on Sabbath by Way Mueller, uh, called Sabbath. And uh so think about it. What 24 hour period might you use or might serve you at this phase of your journey? Uh if you've got a day off, let me encourage you to convert that into a Sabbath. And uh again, if if Sundays is, is the best day of the week, if you're not a pastor uh, of a church, uh, or and uh that's great. Uh again, depending on your unique life challenges, pick a day. Uh, what is your greatest challenge to keeping Sabbath and what adjustments can you make in your life to actually begin to build this into it? And, uh, so again, let me encourage you take a few first steps, uh, because once you start, uh, I promise you, uh, you'll say, how did I ever live without this? It, it is a taste of life. So again, let me encourage you, uh, if able, on May 31st, we're going to be having a, I'll be doing a training on how to lead the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course. You just need uh, two or three people with you in a room and uh, learn it and do the course, uh, part one and part two. Let it change your life. Let it sink deep in you. Even if you don't have a church to do it in, just do it with a friend uh, and send me any questions you've got based on this podcast to my Twitter account at Pete Scazzero, or Facebook page. Uh, and I'll be sure to respond to you. So thank you very much. It's been great to be with you. God bless you, everyone. And you have a wonderful, wonderful